It's a hot summer day and you're eating some hot spicy tacos. What do you want? You want a waifu. Hell yeah, I got poor decision making skills and that's exactly what I need. Yeah, so I'm gonna offer you a can of waifu. Awesome, what flavors you got? <laughs> I got Sundere, Yandere, Qdere, and Loli. Ooh, I got a mighty thirst. I'll take some, I'll take some Yandere. <laughs> but you know what? No matter what, I'm not gonna tell you to drink your waifu. I'm gonna offer you. You want a waifu? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I I don't know. I but do you want steel or aluminum? I just but I gotta know. Do you want steel or aluminum waifu? What's the difference? There is none. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waifu Cola, don't forget the ice. <laughs> and I'm not making money off the figures anymore, so I gotta sell clocks. <laughs> Motherfucking clocks. You want a clock that tell the time? That <laughs> God, motherfucking. Damn. Damn. Who broke my motherfucking clock? <laughs> I will be broke. God, motherfucking damn. <laughs> Oh, this is the shittiest ad living ever. Cool, cool glass of waifu. Cool, cool glass of waifu. Cool glass of waifu. Hey kid, here have a waifu. <laughs> we just go through all the Coke and Pepsi ads. Yes, Coca Cola. Don't forget to ice. Uh. But seriously, though, who the fuck cares if it's aluminum or steel? Get off my nuts. Did you know that in old films, when you see the, the strong character crush a cannon in their hand to make them look like they're strong, those were steel cans, which were said to be tougher than aluminum. So when you see that, it's actually like, oh, wow, he's strong. Really? Nowadays, it's just aluminum, and you crush a can, it's like, oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, who, I mean, I mean, like, I, mean, I don't even know, like, who drinks, what, like, this, I live in America, we don't have steel cans for yeah. soda. Yeah, we've already had our Akikan Elect, <laughs> and Aluminum won. I mean, why wouldn't Aluminum win? I mean, it's, the only steel can I saw in Akikan was Melon, and she sucks ass. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate this show, let's go. Hi. Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the podcast that doesn't really care if it's steel or aluminum because we still haven't got out of uh, drinking juice boxes. <laughs> my name is Matt, and I'm going to use my melon, melon, melon power to deliver you a thirst-quenching episode of podcast. And I'm Brad, and I just wish it was this easy for me to quench all my thirsts. 
It is a another episode of Animisery where we cover the worst, the wildest, and the weirdest that anime has to offer. And this show offered all three. Yeah, I've been kind of worried the past few episodes of Animisery that, like with Yurikuma Arashi and like Darling in the Franks, that it wasn't that we're not actually miserable. I don't have to worry about that with Akika. No. I was miserable from the first episode. I'm a, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I went in this with no expectations and Aki Khan disappointed on every single regard. So what is Aki Khan, you might be wondering? And I'll talk get that in a minute. But Brad, what have you been watching? Oh, I've been watching, <laughs> other than Aki Khan, I've been watching Nisei Monogatari for our, our newest project. Our newest, uh, our our journey, Monogatari. <laughs> working title. Yeah, working title. We'll get we'll get there. It'll, it'll work itself out. Satoshi Konogatari. <laughs> <laughs> I want Mono. I want Mo Nogatari. <laughs> Otaku Monogatari, or is that actually one of them? I don't know, man. I almost I had like a weird when I was talking to somebody about uh, Nisei Monogatari. I called it Nisekoi Monogatari, and I was like, "Wait a minute, hold up, that doesn't, that's not right." I mean, I did the same thing earlier. I called it Nisekoi instead of Nisei Monogatari. I did too, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I don't like that." Although, curiously enough, same comp- same same studio, Shaft on both ends, huh? Apparently, they just really like Nisei. So, okay, cool. I've been watching Nisei Monogatari too. I was, I'm almost done with it, actually, and it's fucking love it. Well, yeah. okay, let me rephrase that. Everybody is super horny in Nisei Monogatari, <laughs> and that has been very interesting for me personally because, I mean... When these characters were introduced to me way back when, when I first saw the first episode of Bake, they were older than me. But now I'm here and I'm older than them, and that makes me really, really depressed. Yeah, quite a, quite a, quite a change, isn't it? It is. It's so weird that when you 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 find out about a character, and and then it turns out like they're they're older than you, and then later on when you actually become more engaged in their life, it's just oh, I'm older than you now. It's like Harry Potter. Yeah. I was younger than Harry Potter when I first was introduced to the wizarding world, but now I'm older than him and I'm like, ugh, why can't I just be 17 forever? It's like, it's like, uh, dazed and confused. We get older, anime characters stay the same age. Hmm. And it's really, it's just so awkward, like, it, it really hits with how old I'm getting. Not that I'm actually old at all, so, you know. The worst is when you relate to a character when you're young, as the character is, and you get older and you find you still relate to them. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I... Especially I where that character might be someone like Shinji. <laughs> I think that I think that everybody's got a little bit of a Shinji in them. Yeah. Everybody's got a little bit of Shinji in them, which proves that you're... We're not quite cyborgs yet because that would be getting in the robot and Shinji just can't do that. 
Uh, is that is that is that a good joke? Have, is have have I filled the banter meter? <laughs> the banter meter is simultaneously always filled and never filled. I just don't know how to make this entertaining for you people, and I don't know what to do here. What do you mean, you people? Oh, don't do that! Don't do that! That wasn't no, no, no. I'm not doing this. Every time I do, I say you people. You're like, what do you mean, you people? And I'm like, I mean you. And then there it was. He said the most inflammatory words I've ever heard. He's come up with more insults that I never knew could have been invented. He went on a many-minute tirade, going on, seemingly drawing no breath, yet never getting tired. This went on for five minutes, or was it five hours? Time seemed to be irrelevant during this entirely racist tirade. Is that is that a reference to something that I just don't understand, or are you legitimately monologuing? I was monologuing. It's what I think every time someone says, what do you mean, you people? And someone just goes full on, triple downs on their, like, on their, uh, on their racism. Well, I mean. I mean, you mother... You motherfucking white peoples. Uh, it was, it was so well, it was so well performed that I thought it was it was something that had been scripted before. I think about it a lot in the shower, so it is kind of rehearsed. <laughs> Anyways, I I mean, like honestly, every time I every time before we go into the podcast, I sometimes think if Brad says this, I'll have this loaded up, <laughs> and then you don't say what I want you to say, and I'm just I've got it loaded up. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm ready for it. If he says anything about, if he if he says something, I'm gonna throw out a can pun at him. And here I am. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just loaded up with a big old big old jar of can do. You know what we can talk about though? Aki can. So what is Aki can? <clears throat> so what is Aki can? <clears throat> a shitty anime. Yeah, but what is it? A shitty anime. I just said so. Yeah, but what's it about? <laughs> what does it matter? Why would you watch this? Okay, so here's this the- has been the Otaku Melancholy <laughs> Podcast. My name. Okay, so here's the basic breakdown of Akikan. You got this dude. I can't remember his name. Okay, okay. I'm looking at it right. Kakeru. I'm looking at it right now, and I still don't care. So this his dude, name. his hobby is collecting rare soda cans or juice cans. <laughs> what? <a laughs> okay, let's just hold up. Pause. <laughs> Pause that. What a lame hobby. I mean, it's a fair enough hobby, but for is God's... it a fucking? Listen, I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of you know people have their own things. People like to collect postcards or like a a postage stamps. People like to collect those weird tiny state spoons. Oh, well, I mean, like, I guess that's true. I'm not... I just don't know why collecting cans in particular just rubs me the wrong way. Because it's a weird justification for the plot of this anime. And what is the plot? So dude collects cans, and one day he molests a vending machine to... And he gets a can. And he takes it home after a shower. He's had it for like an hour now. This thing has probably gone warm. So he drinks it, and the can turns into a pretty magical girl. What? And not only that, but because he had the drink to his lips, the girl also is summoned with lips connecting. 
It's like and they're kisu. Kisu? So, yeah. so dude is wondering about what the fuck is up with this can turning into a girl. And it, it gets revealed later that all of this is part of a plot by the, what was it, the Japanese Ministry of Economy or whatever, as a way to create an industry standard to see whether steel can Akikans or aluminum can Akikans are superior. So, Japan, because it could not come up with a a, 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 a feasible possibility of determining if steel or aluminum was better. They decided to turn cans into girls to fight each other in a battle royale to determine this. Yeah, the whole reasoning was that uh, bottling standards are hard. We have steel and aluminum. We can't keep up. Make these can girls fight each other. To f- <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> the Sprite Lander. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- and uh, this this show is basically a battle anime with no battles. Yeah, its genres, as listed on any list, are comedy, edgy, fantasy, and romance. And that Hold up. you got the e word right there. Can I get a fucking hold up on that? Etchy. Who is watching this show with any sort of erection? The girls are all unappealing. Yeah. There is nothing going on here that looks remote. Okay, so for one thing, like you mentioned earlier, we're talking about the plot. You mentioned he summons this girl who is a, her name is Melon because she is a Melon Soda, a Melon Akikon. Uh-huh. She has one of the most blandest. This she looks so ugly. She looks so ugly. I don't like. I I hate. I hate the character designs in this show. They're very. They're very okay at best. They're very mediocre at best. His main character Kakiru has a. A friend named, or his best friend, or childhood friend. She even says such in her first appearance. I'm your childhood friend. <laughs> that fucking and killed me when I heard it. Yeah, and I was like, that is. <sighs> so her name is Najimi, and she has not only does she have the ahoge, she also has a headband and side pieces. <laughs> this is a girl who they could not decide what to do with her hair, so they gave her. Everything. They they thought that character design were stats that were stackable. And they are not. Speaking of they, we need to mention that this was made by Studio Brainspace, who working on right now, uh, recently Inspector, and uh, Kiss Him, Not Me. First season of Snafu. Yeah, and let's see, this anime came out in 2009. The year prior came out with Bakano, and the year since came out with Do Ra Ra Ra. So, <laughs> like, there's no excuse for how crappy the show is. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, and I will touch on this later, but this, 
this show has no excuse for everything it does wrong. Yeah. And I just wanted to touch more on the character designs. Main girl Melon has long hair and a side ponytail with beads. And it pissed. I just don't like any of the character designs, man. Her dress looks ugly. Everybody looks Everybody looks awful. Yeah. And uh, by the way, this was based on a light novel, which uh, you have some, don't you have something interesting to say about it? Oh, yeah. So this is based off a light novel. And I don't know if you're privy to the sort of standards and practices that go on with these sort of products, but usually, usually you kind of work your way up. You get a, you put out a light novel. Somebody says, hey, that's pretty good. Let's see what it would be if it was manga. And then they go like, oh, man, manga's doing pretty good. Let's make an anime out of it, you know? Yeah. Sort of, you know, just the sliding scale. This is sort of what happens with a lot of shows, really. Um, So they did this with Akikon. And I guess they realized the futile endeavor it was because not even a year Within, I think it was not even a year, the manga was canceled. The manga was canceled while before this, or the manga was canceled while the show was airing. Yeah, let's see. The manga started October 18th, 2008, ended April 18th, 2009, while the anime started January 3rd, 2009, and ended in March 28th, 2009. So. So effectively, maybe the manga was just serving as hype for the anime. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Listen here. Listen here. It's just there is no problem with. There is nothing wrong with being weird. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like there is nothing wrong with nuanced, interesting concepts. There's nothing. Nothing inevitably, nothing inherently wrong with what this show is trying to do. The problem is that the show is doing it in the most, oh, I've got a project due tomorrow. I better just like do what I can and see if I can get a C. And that's what the show is. And and that's why I hate it. That's why I hate it because you, we haven't touched on the plot, but you know just... I think at one point I've talked and said that anime is a product. Anime can be utilized <laughs> yeah. to sell things. Utilized because some anime is legitimately made just to sell the manga, just to sell books. And this anime is the worst example I've ever seen of a fucking product of a show that is meant to do nothing more than to just tell you to go pick up something else. Because nobody who worked on this show, even the voice actors... Even the voice actors sound like they are just... Well, they walked in the studio and they said, these are my lines. Yep. Okay. Bye. Yeah. I want to go to something better. So, yeah, the plot. So, as we said, this is a whole like a uh, tactic to try and figure out a standard for Japan. Steel cans or aluminum cans. And this is hosted by a man named pull up the characters real quick otoya otoya who is like the as the as tv tropes would say the uh oh dear what was it called? he's the gay rapist type the very horrific stereotype that oh this is a gay man 
Therefore, he wants to have sex with every single man he sees. Yeah, because gay gay people don't have a type. They just want any they just want any man. Yeah. Gay people are rapists, don't you know? Don't you uh, know? Please don't take that out of context. This is sarcasm. Yeah, I'm using Heavy my sarc- sarcasm voice. Please. I have to I'm just gonna make a mark because uh as it turns out, just like straight people and any other type of people, you have types. I don't just look at every woman and go, Ugh. Listen, everyone can be racist too. <laughs> Everyone can... Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Trivia Tropes has it listed as the depraved homosexual. Yeah, I mean, he's literally got this big clock or whatever that says, Men! I like them. Yeah, is the first thing we see about him. And, this sh- like, every scene he's in, he's trying to, like, get horny with the uh, dude. And Yeah, main character, anybody. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's not good. You know, I said the other, like, in Yuri Kumarashi, that anime, I erroneously said that anime tends to be more progressive than Japanese culture. Turns out that is not always the case. (laughs) I look like a damn fool now. Sometimes anime can be just as, if not more, repressive than Japanese society. Well, I think. I think that Yurikuma Arashi is art. This, this is not art. You got, this is you a got, bas- you got to take the, uh, the, uh, what's his name? McCop and Scrap from Iron Giant. You got art and scrap. If you're going to shit on anything, shit on scrap. <laughs> what you currently have in my face is scrap. <laughs> I mean, obviously paraphrased. Yeah, I mean, like I was like, I don't know, but that, yeah, I've seen Iron Giant once. That sounds about right. But yeah, you got art and scrap. When this is definitely scrap, it is a, a it is a steaming pile of scat. I mean, scrap. <laughs> uh, so. As you said, Japanese say it'll make magical girls fight, and main guy Kakaru gets a melon soda for his stand stando. Yeah, and he quickly runs into they quickly run into their first enemy, Budako, who is a grape soda Akikon, who's also a lolly. Which I did not realize until like the last episode what the implications of that is. I I think it's very fortunate that she was found by another young girl. Otherwise, yeah. that would have been extraordinarily creepy. Yeah. Also, just want to throw this out there. None of the Akikons were guys. Not that that's like something I'm bothered by. I just think that maybe, you know, I don't know. Are we saying that all sodas are girls? Uh, There's that's... only Pepsi Ñoras? that 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 was a good one thank you i had it loaded up (laughs) (laughs) anytime anybody's like matt's so witty i'm literally there just like writing down shit like (laughs) this comes up i'm gonna use it (laughs) there is no quick thinking uh there is no quick thinking involved in my my banter yeah 
So let's let's get into these characters real quick. I want to talk about Dude real quick. So Dude. Du- the first our first introduction to Dude is he walks up to a vending machine and instead of being a sane normal person and say puts in coins, gets drink, goes on his merry way. He tries to seduce and sexually harass a vending machine like, oh, I bet you give out kids to any guy, you dirty little machine. And it's like, what are you doing? Doesn't he kiss the machine at one point when it's like, please pick selection? He's like, I'll pick your selection, baby. I'm pretty sure. So he goes home, takes a shower, and this is important context. The machine does not give him his change back, which is some pretty nice karma. So he comes yeah. out of the shower and says, I bet that machine didn't give me my change back because I'm a virgin. And I'm like, what the? Who says this? Isn't this literally what incels say? This damn vending machine? <laughs> like, this dude. This dude. This dude is such... He is written like he's supposed to be funny, like he's supposed to be LOL, random, wacky humor, but all he ends up doing is sounding like a man who has probably eaten asbestos for dinner every day of his <laughs> life or something, and are, just something has gone to his brain, because the man is fucking insane. He makes decisions and then takes them back within moments. He's so fucking horny, and yeah, when his childhood friend Najimi says, "I literally want to bone, want you to bone me right now," and Kakuru is like, "Sorry, who, new brain cell, who dis?" <laughs> <laughs> literally, like they, there are so many moments where they're alone and they have an opportunity to confess their feelings, and Kakuru just like votes against his own interests. What pisses me off is that he makes several points about, like, she's like, listen, what that dick do, though? And he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I'm just, you act so horny. You act so horny. And you make constant jokes about to your Mel, to Melon, your Akikon, who in herself is, I, she was like, you're flat. And I'm like, only thing, I don't think Melon's flat. Yeah. But he's just like, you flat can, ha, ha, ha. And, uh, and this is also one of the reasons why this show pisses me off is because it's leaning so hard on just being anime. Yeah. Because every single time he makes a joke to Melon in their house, she goes, Baka! And fucking nukes the house with Melon powers. Mm-hmm. With her, Melon, Melon, Melon! <laughs> I hate her voice. Kaguru is the most reprehensible character, the most repulsive I've ever seen. Like, think of uh, what's the guy's name from School Days? Makoto Ito. Makoto. Think of Makoto, except none of it is remotely cool. Like he genuinely sexually assaults his teacher in front of the entire class, and no one does anything. Except for Yurika, which we'll get into later. She, that made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, he does all this stuff with no consequence, as if he's like the cool guy. But he's not cool whatsoever. And he's not funny either. It's not, 
he is not funny. He is not in any way entertaining either. It's mostly just what he does. Seems like it was... I I want to say, like, I feel like he's... The, the, the purpose of him being this way is to rip off maybe some other sort of character property. Like that this author or something thought that this humor was funny when somebody else did it, mm-hmm. but it's not working because uh, what dude, Aichi or whatever is so he's such a milk toast motherfucker that like anime milk toast. He's, you know, he insults the other girl and then he suddenly goes, I need to be a better human being. Yeah. I should treat melon with decency instead of being an asshole. And then he's, he's just, Every single character, and this is why I'm so personally fucking angry at the show, is every character is a hardcore trope. Yeah. And Daichi especially is, I'm the, the, the perverted scamp with a heart of gold who will risk everything to save the people I love. And yeah, I know that's just something that's quintessential, you know, anime at this point. Yeah. But Daichi has nothing, he's not even... Even the moments that would be redeeming moments are not that redeeming. And to make it worse, they are immediately undercut by a humorous moment, taking the weight away from any serious emotional scene. And, I mean, how how could you have any sort of emotional scene in this show? The first three episodes are basic build-ups to try to introduce, you know, the, the plot, as it were, what it could be called a plot. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, inner. It's just slice of life. Like Melon learns what baseball is. Wow, Melon learns about this, and it would be okay, and it would be, I guess, a fun and engaging show. And maybe this is just the fact that this work is so much older, but none of it's entertaining because yeah. it's all just things we've seen before. It's it's not nuanced by the fact that these are, you know, human cans. That these are these are. I I had another soda related pun loaded up, but it's gone now. <laughs> the biggest indicator of how bad this anime is going to be is that, like the two out of the three Ankikans that we meet, get enrolled into the high school. That's automatically red flag. It's like, oh, it's going to be a high school drama. And like, of course, they explain it away with, uh. Like dude pulling a favor with not uh Najimi, Najimi yeah not Najimi, yeah, Najimi, who is oh he's related to the school president or whatever, so she could pull some strings and then she did the same thing with her Akikan yell, <laughs> yell, l, l, which oh uh, yeah yell because a uh, main girl the childhood friend gets her own Akikan later and yeah. it's a sports drink and she's an aluminum can yeah and that means her and melon are rivals because melon's a steel can and that is one thing that i thought was going to play off later was when they're talking next to the vending machine after yell is you know kind of being all somber because she thinks that najimi rejected her she says you're a steel she says you might be a steel can and tougher but i'm an aluminum can and hold more soda which is their magical power yeah and i said oh so is this going to be like an actual sort of, you know, there's going to be actual strategies in battle. Like, yeah, steel cans 
are, are tanks. They have more, you know, resistance because they're still cans. Yeah. But, and I thought that was going to, you know, play off later. I thought that maybe, you know, that since Yell was a non-carbonated drink, maybe she would have different powers. But no, that would require some thought. That would require some actual depth and exploration and something to explain why these things work. And there's not even a real explanation for how these Akikons are, are summoned. There's no, like, are these... Are these actual girls that they just said, hey, Coca-Cola, could you put this girl in a can? There's, there's, there's nothing to it. And, and and maybe I'm just being a, you know, because the show is pissing me off, I'm, I'm looking at it too much and saying, well, why is it like this? Why is it like this? Yeah. The thing is, they don't, re- there's really nothing that differentiates a steel can from an aluminum can. Unless they explicitly say it, or if you pay really close attention to the fact that steel cans have their tab earring on one side, and aluminum cans have it on the other side. Which, I figure was a hard and fast rule, but I would worry there would be an animation error and they would just forget. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Which was a very plausible possibility. This show looks like ass. There is a specific moment that Matt shared with me where uh, Budoko is walking through a door and her ponytail drill clips through the door. Yeah. And uh, that's not the only time that this happens. This is not the only time that there are animation errors. There are a lot of times when girls are going full chameleon and looking two different ways (laughs) in scenes. And there are many other times where characters are, like, really off model. Like, there was no model sheet. Like, they said, oh, that's going to cost money. Just draw whatever you feel like. So people's limbs and proportions are not exactly committed. Yeah. And there are several shots that, and I'm not, you know me, you know me, we know each other. I'm not the kind of person to just relentlessly scrutinize and pass judgment on a show based off animation. I mean, I'm not that type of person. But some of them were so just outrageously absurd with Daichi's hands being almost bigger than his face. Yeah. And several weirdly proportioned scenes. And And I just... Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. There was a Nobody particular a scene during the pool episode where uh, the uh, assistant, Irene Kizaki. <laughs> it's Kizaki. Where uh, like there, she has two halves to her. Her upper half above the table and her lower legs below the table. And the lower legs were shit. Like they were horrendously drawn. Yeah. Like they were like they were drawn by someone who isn't in the art department and someone said, "Hey, we need we need something. Just do a frame. Draw some feet. Draw a foot." And then he gives it back. It's like, "Ah, close enough, whatever." <laughs> I okay. feel like that's tr- I feel like that's true though. I feel like a lot of it is legitimately just that's fine. I don't care. It's either we don't have enough time to care about this, or we don't get paid enough to care about this. That is definitively what it is. And I don't. The whole... Go ahead. Yeah, the whole... 
the whole problem is that it doesn't feel like anybody cared and it isn't that animation and it isn't that uh and I don't know if it's like the original work you like you, you you sent me a message at one point about Kochikaze the horny lesbian because you know of course she's gay so she's perpetually horny for one girl yeah you know because that's apparently what just lesbians are like according to this anime (laughs) and she makes this entire joke about i'm the witch i'm the witch i'm the witch of this school and you know i'm like yeah 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 i I get it that's funny (laughs) haha you're the witch i don't know yeah that's funny yeah she's like one of those witch core people it's like you know x core whatever yeah where people just live their life like that yeah and I'm just like, cool, you're Wiccan. That's awesome. I respect your I respect your beliefs. But no. No, she's an actual witch. Yeah, she is actually a witch. Actually a witch. No explanation either. No, like, reasoning for her to just suddenly appear in the sky dressed like a witch to rescue Daichi and a uh, friend of Daichi. Uh, Melon. Yeah. Yeah. She just shows up and is just <laughs> I mean the, the the context is that they're riding a motorcycle to get to a place to do something. I don't fucking remember. And they're avoiding traffic and are about to crash into a wall and then Yurika Kochikaze shows up and like lifts them with a magical tether attaching the bike to her broom, her flying broom. And that's clearly a witch. Yeah, she is clearly being a witch. And then it's not. It was that point I realized that this anime is just making shit up as it goes along. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Oh, they were trying to stop yelling Melon from fighting. That's right. They were fighting in the baseball. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was uh, Najimi who was on the bike. Yeah. And so... This is something that is also kind of irksome about this show. You listed some of the the quote unquote genres, mm-hmm. and first of all, it says it's a comedy. That's not true. That would imply that there was some sort of humor, and I didn't even crack a smile. And I mean, like, there was one moment I thought was really funny, and that's when one of the very supporting characters, uh, Jigoro, yeah, is always made fun of is like haha we wouldn't know where you are you're so plain he was in the background slightly invisible and no one was talking to him i will say that that is my favorite bit that i found funny they did it three times where he's just invisible and he slowly fades in as he's yelling i will admit that that's funny yeah that that did make me chuckle a couple of times when i saw that it didn't make me chuckle it made me smile but then i was quickly just pissed off because then uh daiichi would talk again yeah and and that's kind of just there's there's no comedy in the show and the fights are also they're not fights they're yeah boom nothing happened the fights never really end. They're just stopped. Yeah. And I think he, the whole... Even the final fight. Yeah, the final fight is just... Which we'll, we'll get to later. I don't give a... Like, I'm going to be real. Don't watch this show. I'm not going to, like, actually say you need to, like, put a spoiler in it. Because who's going to watch it? I mean, it's like... Tw- it's... 
how old is this show? It's from 2009, right? Yeah, it's about like 11 years old. Let's put this into perspective. It is from 2009. What else came out in this glorious year of 2009? You're looking at Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, the number one show on Mal. Yeah. You're looking at fucking Bakemonogatari. <laughs> Another fucking amazing show. And you're looking at, like, you... You're looking at fucking Fairy Tale and Railgun aired during 2009. And this show, just a... A little piss stain of an anime that it just sucks, dude. It sucks. Like, it let me sucks. Let me tell you, like, from like episode two, I had I put I set this aside. I utilized my dual monitor setup to have this anime running in the background while I was doing anything else. And let me tell you, at one point, it was like the episode four through six i was literally working on fucking spreadsheets while this anime was playing that's how fucking boring and not give a shit i was about this show i was working on my fucking budget like and i didn't get that option i didn't get the whole you know like i didn't get to have another thing i when i was watching this show it was the only thing i was doing and yeah. it took everything in my power <laughs> not to grab whatever was nearby and fiddle with it while this show was airing because i just couldn't i couldn't be bothered to watch it and i i don't i'm not one to just Pre uh, predisposed to say a show's shit and not even give it a chance. Every show that we have done Anna Misery for, I have tried. Yeah, I have tried and put in an effort to meet it halfway, even if it wasn't going to do anything for me. I tried to give it a chance to show that it had something, something, something redeeming to provide to the table but this is a 12 episode show and one of the episodes is fucking filler it's not just filler it is fucking filller Mm -hmm. and you know how the show makes me angry like not just scripted anger for the pod so that people will go lol funny (laughs) but actually angry because this show is just so fucking pointless it is so pointless let me read this message off that i sent to brad at the heat of it this show (laughs) probably caused me to have an anxiety attack or kicked it off and made it worse where is it where's that stupid message i sent to you oh it's a september 9th okay so right before i had my big old anxiety moment and fucking didn't leave my room for like okay Oh, it's right below one of my favorite quotables in all of anime. You're cute and you make me feel funny in my anal sphincter. Said by Actual the, dialogue from this show. Said by the depraved homosexual Otoya. This is a message that I sent off to Brad. With each frame of quote-unquote animation that unwillingly passes through my retinas, I find myself losing all interest in anime if this is the shit that I'm going to have to be subjected to again at some point. The OP and ED are affronts to my fucking senses with how mediocre and unfulfilling they are, and yet I keep yet I keep watching them to feel something since the show is so devoid of any emotional resonance, barring a mixture of utter rage and despair. I will now go actually ballistic and start slinging my shit if I ever hear anyone 
and asked me would I like something to drink. Akikan has turned me into a berserker in a crusade <laughs> against these anime abortions that serve nothing more than to promote some heinous piece of light novel trash that only the damned and desperate would ever have an urge to read or find entertaining. I would not be able to adequately write the sheer loathing that I have for the shitstorm of an insult to entertainment. This is the kind of mocking garbage that makes anime easy to ridicule, and it's such a try-hard attempt for originality that misses every mark except the one of being complete fuckery that should be purged from this damned planet if there is some sort of god then he doesn't stay in heaven out of fear of his creation he does it in an attempt to avoid being reminded that with his hands he crafted a being capable of producing the pure unappealing muck that is Akikon. i hate the show i hate the show it put me in a bad mood damn yeah yeah that was my feelings on episode five <laughs> so that's that's my impressions of the show, and uh, uh, and going into something, this is this seems like anime that someone made to make fun of anime. Yeah, let me tell you how uh, my impressions of this. Like until recently, I've been unemployed, and with that, I had a lot of times to just sit around and goof off, watch anime, play games, YouTube, whatever, jerk off, you know. But now, I'm reemployed. And with that, every hour of relaxation is precious to me. And the fact that I had to spend my precious hours watching this shitty anime made me fucking furious. It's like, I get home, and I have like a little meal, have some dinner. I unwind, watch some YouTube while I eat dinner, and then I realize I've got three to four hours left before I need to go to bed to get up in the morning. And I have to waste it on fucking Akikan. Watching that show, I'm thinking, I hate this. I hate this. I want to be doing something else. Can't believe I'm fucking watching this shitty anime. There is nothing, nothing good about this show. The only thing I would say is remotely good is that in the filler episode, when Budoku is just binding, is just, you know, left alone at home doing her own thing. It was somewhat cute. All the other Akikans and their home alone things were like stupid, boring bullshit that I don't care about. Budoku was kind of cute, but it did not justify anything else. None of it is justified. There, like, I don't think we can... There's nothing to talk about for this show. There's nothing to tell you about this show. There's nothing. This show is absolute horseshit. And it's not... And it's because you're looking at mediocre... Mediocre animation. Shitty animation. Yeah. You're looking at a overused plot that, while it's LOL weird, like... You know, if I told my mom what the show was about, she'd be like, oh, that's weird. That's one of your Japanese shows for sure. Yeah. But as someone who is constantly exposed to anime, it's not that weird. Yeah. It's it's just another Tuesday. <laughs> it's how it's executed that makes it so bad. There's one thing that really sticks out to me. It's during the baseball episode. <laughs> Which is actually the best episode I guess, kinda, I don't know. It, but it's when Melon and Yell are chasing one another. I forget who's chasing who. And 
they're running out. And then we switch over to Budoku, who arrives on school grounds and saying, Haha, I'm here now and I learned a new technique. And then Yell and Melon come into the scene and just whiz by here. First of all, and, and it's Budoku is never seen again for the rest of the episode. First of all, who the fuck was she talking to if Yell and Melon had to come onto the scene? Second of all, why the fuck is she even here in the first place? She doesn't do anything for the episode whatsoever. You could cut out her entire existence in that episode, and it would change nothing. Nothing! It, it would not change anything. There's several scenes like that, too. Like, there's so much filler in the shit show. Like, the scene where uh, Iden is following around, you know, following around Melanin Dude to yeah. make sure that they fight. And several scenes, she comes... She One of the first scenes is she comes across a cat, and she's like, cute. Oh, yeah. And yeah. here is the thing. Here's the thing. This show is classified as etchy, right? Mm-hmm. Now, fundamentally, etchy is not necessary, but it's nice. Yeah. So when you get a little bit of etchy, even if it's not contributing to the plot, you're just like, nice. But nothing anybody does is getting me, nothing is getting me aroused. I I like Irene. She's got that Ada Ada vibes. And as I've said before, you, I love me some Ada Ada vibes. Yeah. But... I mean, the only thing that could be classified as etchy is when dude is playing around with someone's breasts. And it's like, oh, I'm playing with your breasts. Or maybe it was Eureka. I don't know. Fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. There was the one scene in the baseball episode where Eureka... Oh, my God. There's a lot of context I have to give for this to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yell has this weird thing where, like a cat, if she sees something bouncing up and down i.e. a cat toy, then she goes into Neko mode and starts batting it. This is show when Melon's ponytail is bobbing up and down and she plays with it. So Yurika, during the baseball episode, decides to defeat Yell, who is apparently a star baseball batter, and decides to distract her with her bouncing boobies, which puts her into cat mode, and she so she throws a ball that Yell is unable to hit, because she's distracted by bouncing boobies. <sighs> My head hurts. That's from stupid. That. I forgot about that completely. It was so mundanely irrelevant to me. <sighs> There's nothing here. There is nothing of value here. This is this is the equivalent of It's the equivalent. It's diet soda. It is flat diet soda. Yeah. Yeah, I can drink it. Yeah, I guess it's going to like sustain me if i need some sort of set some way to satisfy my thirst but a i'm not going to enjoy it and b it only took me one step closer to death with all the aspartame that's now quickly flooding my fucking skull you know what that reminds me of something i was expecting and was disappointed in this anime what is that i thought there was going to be like a clever it was going to be a clever etchy implementation of their breast size is relative to their carbonation level so that when they're flat as a soda, they're flat as a character. That makes fucking sense, doesn't it? Yeah. And they didn't do it. I guess it is because they're juices, not sodas, but what the fuck ever. Just make it sodas. Anyways, this show 
has a lot of moments where it writes rules and then forgets them a mere few episodes later. Remember in the first episode or two where Melon has this whole thing where she needs to refill herself with a juice of her same flavor, otherwise she'll die, and that she needs to be near her owner because she gets her energy from carbonation, so she needs CO2. This never comes up again. Mm. There's like a whole... You ex, you would expect something of a power level and like some kind of magic system, quote-unquote, between steel cans and aluminum cans. You kind of get that with each individual character. Bellin throws like bombs and grenades. Yell is melee focus. And uh, Budoku has a slingshot that throws grape bombs. And that's it. There is no differentiation between steel and aluminum cans. There is, and that's that's maybe it's trying to make a a a, a an intelligent <laughs> discussion on racism. There is no difference between steel and aluminum cans because it doesn't matter. Just like people. I was Just thinking like you were going to say an intelligent discussion on steel and aluminum cans. There's really no difference. They just happen to pick one. Well, I mean, I live in America where everything is aluminum. Yeah. I have no investment in the steel can discussion. I once got a... You can't give an American a steel can. We would bash each other in the head with it if it was a fucking (laughs) weapon. I mean, there there used to be the... Like, there was an incident at my high school where these girls, like, got in a fight with each other. So the next day, one of them filled their purse up with bricks and was going to fuck up the other one good lord you can't give americans that kind of ease of accessibility we just put a bunch of steel cans in a bag and then beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> you ever beat the shit out of somebody with a like a, a, a shopping bag of i don't know sprite cranberry would be very effective but it would be very delicious perhaps i don't know i've never had sprite cranberry sprite cranberry is really good i don't know i've never had it like i just said thank you for listening no but you know what i'm gonna offer you you want a sprite cranberry sure Dude, I don't know where Sprite Cranberry is. Sprite Cranberry is actually one of those drinks that I never see it on shelves or anything. But the moment I do, I always buy it. Hmm. I don't even like cranberries that much. Anyways, I th- let's see. I think the only thing we could, left we could talk about is the last two episodes and the final boss. This show did make me get pick up like a case of ramen, though. <laughs> I got melon ramen. I was so... So if it was like a if this was like an advertisement for soda, then it was excellent because I did get melon ramen. <laughs> but that might have also been a a big old depression buy too. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, last two episodes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so don't 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 just go to the end if you don't want spoilers for AkiCon. Oh, here we go. Man, just stay here. It doesn't matter. It does not. So. You're, you might be wondering, how is this going to conclude? Is it just going to be like a slice of light thing and things continue? Nope. There is an actual intended conclusion with a boss who is uh, apparently is self-described the strongest Akikon because she can absorb other drinks, whether it's steel or aluminum. She shows up in episode 11 and she doesn't say a single thing until the last third of that episode. And then she shows up as the main villain of the last episode. And she is defeated in the most bullshit friendship is magic way of like, Melon, 
Melon. I care Melon. about you. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. Melon, I want you back. And then Melon comes back. Because fuck the boss's powers. They don't matter as long as friendship prevails. This character, this this non-character, just comes about and is made an artificial threat that has no weight on any investment that we've had in any characters whatsoever, and then is resolved in the most wet noodle way I've ever seen. I think the last, uh, the last sort of segment, like. I don't I, I I hate the show, man. And that last final boss, the mixed drink Miku, mm-hmm. for one thing, she's on the cover. If you go to Verve or Crunchyroll or High well, Verve or High Dive, because this is a high dive exclusive. If you go to those, you're gonna see Miku on the cover. And I'm not gonna like, don't get me wrong, I like I love me some pink hair on anime yeah. waifus. So I was in, I was intrigued. I wanted to see what this girl was all about, and she she showed up at the very end, and all she is is, I think this might have been at the point where I started just playing Pokemon Pokemon <laughs> Silver on my, on my Game Boy, <laughs> because I said I was fully committed, but when episode 10 happened, and that uh, Budico had her clip through the door, I said, if you're not going to care, I'm not going to care. Yeah. And I remember I watched the last episode on my phone as I was going to sleep so I could just be done. And I was just sighing the entire time because, like, don't get me, don't, don't misinterpret. I am a, I am a simp for the power of friendship. Yeah. If you end an episode or or show on the power of love or friendship and you do it in a cool ass way with like rainbows and 60 frames per second of animation or, you know, like, a, I don't know, just a fa- dab. You can dab as long as it's cool as hell. Yeah, do it with a fucking Sekiha Love Love Ten Kill Ken. Yeah, do that. But no, this was just... I love my melon soda. Nani? How dare? And then they did that stupid power move, which they didn't discuss. They just said, we need to team up. I'm gonna shoot a fucking melon bomb at yeah. a melon bomb at Budico, and Budico was like, "I'm gonna shoot a grape bomb at that." And then, uh, Yell said, "I'm gonna hit it with my blade, soda blade thing." And then, <laughs> then Melon said, "I'm gonna shoot another me- mellow, mellow melon at that." And then they blew her the fuck up. I honestly, I think I skipped out on that. I don't remember that at all. Oh, that's their final solution. That was what they did. They just they threw all their attacks at it at once, and she was just like, despite despite previous attempts at ending me not being as effective, this one is suddenly working. Yeah. And then it she has the stupidest plot twist ever <laughs> of her owner that abandoned her because that's what she was bitter. Yeah. Her owner abandoned her. It turns out that her owner was a cat. Yeah. So her owner yeah. was going to be a young boy, which, you know, has some wee-woo ara vibes there. But no, a cat jumped down, scared the boy, and the cat's tongue grazed the can, and that awakened the Akikan, and now the cat is the owner. 
<sighs> yep. This is this. I don't know if this was like in the manga or light novel, but whoever is responsible for this really loves cats. Yeah. There's at least two cats in every episode. Yeah. Which is cool. I love cats too. Cats are awesome. It's not as egregious though as the cat Uzaki chan. Yeah, that cat's stupid. That cat does nothing and fulfills nothing, much like Uzaki does for me. But you want to know something? I like Uzaki a hell of a more than I like this show, which I never thought I would actually say. Yeah, at least Uzaki chan is watchable. This, I can't even bring myself to watch it just because it's boring and it sucks. Yeah, like, this show, like, I can watch Uzaki-chan, and Uzaki-chan might actually elicit a laugh from me. Like, at some point, I might actually smile or laugh at Uzaki. I'll hate myself because I don't like Uzaki as a character, but I will be entertained, and I won't be grasping for my phone, for my Game Boy, for a knife, for something (laughs) to distract from the pain that is currently Akikon. So Uzaki is more fulfilling as a show. This show, like I said, is flat diet soda. Yeah. It is flat diet soda. It 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 does it does nothing. It does nothing for me. And in the end They also had an OVA, which we didn't watch, right? Yeah, fuck that. I think the OVA is just a retelling from uh from the description. I think they got like an onsen or something. I don't know, man. Does it really matter? This show isn't loot at all so something i did want to talk about at some point is we've well this is like our seventh or eighth ninth so it's it's like we've done a lot of anna misery at this point yeah and this makes me beg the question what has exactly from all these experiences really taught to you what a bad anime is like what are your thoughts on what makes an anime bad Ooh, a bad anime is one that creates rules and then does not adhere to them an anime that has no internal consistency with its own logic for example when uh yurika suddenly becomes an actual witch and that opens up the doors for literally anything to happen a bad anime is one that has no invent puts no effort into having the audience invest in his characters even negatively, because with like Ozaki-chan or Aramaga-sensei or Umaru-chan, what have you, if you hate a character, that's still something. But I did not care about any of these characters. There's a difference between a passionate hate like I might have for Zero Two or Ichigo, and there's a dispassionate hate and a different hate that I have for main dude of Akikan. A bad anime is one that has no serviceable conclusion towards whatever buildup has happened. Like, there's a clear buildup in Akikan where they're supposed to be, oh, we're going to see, like, a battle anime where we find out if steel cans or aluminum cans are better. Or maybe it's going to be a subversion where they learn to get along and there's some kind of compromise. But it doesn't end with any of that. Instead, it ham-fists a final fight that has no bearing on what came before and no conclusion to what we we have now. A bad anime is something that, when you watch it, you feel like you're wasting your time. Yeah. Under that circumstances, how much of a so so you're just you're you're listing it as a waste of time. 
Now, fundamentally, as any person who is, you know, who doesn't like anime are having fun, we classify all entertainment as a waste of time. But, here's the thing about this. Did you gain anything from AkiCon? No, not really. Not whatsoever. So. Well, I, I'm... I'm just curious, and I just asked this question especially specifically as it pertains to what a huh? You flubbed it. I did. I flubbed it. I bit my tongue. (laughs) But I ask this because as we've watched a lot of shows, you know, like we eventually had eventually say like this is the worst, wildest, and weirdest because you know, arguably, Yurikuma Rashi isn't bad. Yeah, and some of the other shows we've watched haven't been bad they've just been strange premises and maybe it's you know comparatively to other shows they're not as good but this show is actually bad now yeah. i know we shat on you know like you shat on arrow manga sensei in the beginning but arrow manga sensei looks masterful compared yeah. to this arrow manga sensei if 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 we had to like put this on a scale of everything being graded against AkiCon, everything would get a 10. Because AkiCon is the bare minimum for an effort to be put in. I know at one point I said that a show will be a 2 as long as it dares to dream and put forth animation. But I don't think that I've reevaluated, and that's simply not true. Sometimes moving pictures don't translate into effort. Yeah. They just translate in a, I need to get this paycheck. And that's all that AkiCon feels like at the end of the day. It just feels like a hollow promotion for something that uh, that was better off just not going and just not being. I hear that I hear that main dude gets another AkiCon later, but, you know, what does that matter? Yeah. And that is a good point of discussion for Animisery, is that there is... There's, there are two types of bad anime. There's Aramanga Sensei, which is bad, but it still has some merits to it. And then there's Akikon, which is bad from a quality perspective. Like, there, you have Akikon, which is just... If you put it to a grading rubric, then it fails on almost every uh, criteria. Whereas something like Aramanga Sensei passes in a lot of places... It just is bad for me because I have some differences of creative opinion and like a lot of stuff that frustrate me. Yeah. Like for, for Aramanga Sensei, animation, it passes. Characters, eh, you know, see whatever. Story, you know, it doesn't fail. But it's a lot, it's the nuances of it that's what really rustles my jimmies and honestly i'm just like you with your eight out of ten kissances i feel like my uh zero out of ten arrow manga sensei has become my meme that i don't want to be untrue because that gets tested whenever we see a truly bad one like like aki khan like yeah it is it is so bad but do i want it to be like that low yes you do you do you do want it to be that yeah. low i think i've I, agreed yeah it's what i've said in our kiss and sis episode 
Perhaps I was too harsh on Aramanga Sensei. <laughs> I, I think that you were too harsh on Kiss Excess as well, because while Kiss Excess is, you know, you're looking at something that's probably devoid of any sort of sustenance. At least it was a ride. At least I had emotions when that little girl whipped out the banana dick. Yeah. At least I was leaning back in my chair hoping that no one walked in while they played dick rub, dick, dick rubbing footsie underneath the kotatsu. At least I was watching and just aghast at what was going on on the screen. I had feelings and emotional investment with just how wild and out and how just out of nowhere the characters in Kiss Exis were. Yeah. I had, I, I I think there is there is a punishment and not daring to be as awful as you can because striving for awfulness is in itself an amazement. Striving to be the manga or the anime that will make people question their sexual their sexual um kinks is an amazement. Yeah. Putting forth the most etchy you can in the weirdest opportunities is amazing. But Akikon is a battle etchy that is neither battle nor etchy. And it is barely anime. It is it is promotional material. Yeah. And even then there is a difference in the badness of Akikon versus the badness of Kiss and Sis. Because Kiss and Sis like both of these make me mad that I'm wasting time watching them. Kiss and Sis though makes me mad because this show frustrates me. Akikon makes me mad because I'm bored. And it, like you said, at least Kiss and Sis makes me feel something. Yeah. At least there's there's entertainment in awfulness. There is no entertainment in mediocrity. Yeah. There's that's what the show is infuriating. I could be okay with a bad show. I could be okay with something that is awful there's ba- there's good awful and bad awful kiss exis good awful this bad awful yeah and i'm gonna be honest i i never want this to i i never want to get to this level again but this may have been the worst anime i've ever watched yeah and i say this for this reason you and I are perfectly normal human beings. And if we watch an anime and it doesn't hook us within, you know, the first three episodes, we drop it. You following? Yeah. This show, I would have dropped on episode two. I think I would have dropped on episode one. I would have tried to give it three episodes and would have been bored on episode two. But I had to watch it for the podcast. So I stuck <laughs> through this show. And I hated I I think that made me hate it even more is that there's nothing of entertainment value here except just an interesting premise that is ruined by a studio that could has been known for excellence, you know, like I don't think anybody could argue that Bacchano's, you know, you know like nobody's arguing about Bacchano. Yeah. I mean all the sh- they've worked on shows that are really good that have a lot of fans. But this is just this is just a project they had to do for money. 
Nobody had any investment in it. Nobody had any strive to create something that would be remembered in the coming years. Nobody, nobody tried. Yeah. Nobody tried. That is something I wanted to ask you about dropping this show. Since we've seen all 12 episodes, we can consider that completed. So, yeah. do you put this in the completed section of your list because you've seen every episode? Or do you put it in the drop section of your list with a score because you've spiritually dropped it? Well, if I'm being really honest, I put it in my completed because I'm trying to catch up to Amelia. But, <laughs> that said, uh, I would... Uh, factually... I would. It is dropped in my spirit. It is something that I don't want to ever recall. I don't want this on my list for completed. Yeah. I don't want people to know that I watched this. But at the same time, scores that are marked as completed carry a heavier weight on Mal. And also, like I said, uh, I'm trying to catch up to somebody because I thought I was tough. I thought I was top shit. Yeah. And I was all shit. But <laughs> that said. I I dropped it in my heart. And I dropped it in my spirit. I, it is not well with my soul to have put this on my completed list. Yeah. You raise a good point, though. Yeah. And I also... I, I think this is the worst show we've ever watched. I Man Yuhikin show ruined my fervor for anime breasts. Yeah. This was about to ruin my fervor for watching anime. <laughs> and and I maybe maybe I feel like this is something that I should we should always put asterisks when it concerns anime misery is that your mileage may in fact vary. I I I cuz the show does, you know, like I'm not going off mal scores. I'm not going to say that you know mal scores are you know a legitimate way to criticize or review a show because they're not because you've got fucking idiots reviewing God of High School on episode 3 giving it a 1. Yeah. So obviously mal shouldn't be written off as the definitive de facto uh you know metacritic for anime. No, because you got idiots on mal, factually speaking. Yeah. But uh, your mileage may vary with this show. Maybe maybe you'll find it entertaining. I don't know how you would. But if you do, let us know in our Discord. <laughs> yeah, please join the Discord and tell me why you like this show. And that's not me being like... That's not me being like... You know, like... What's the word I'm it's trying like, to come up with? It's not you being like, tell me why you like it and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, no, I'm not being combative. Yeah. And I'm not even being like... I was about to say pandering. I didn't mean pandering. I fucking call people this word all the time, but it's Contrary. patronizing. Patronizing. It's not me being patronizing and saying, "Oh, why do you like this show, little baby? It is me factually saying that I don't get the appeal. Yeah. We've asked, we asked this for a lot of shows on Animisery, and I think in general, like... We don't understand why anyone would like this. So anyone who does, please let us know why. We are genuinely curious. Our scientists are at the ready to collect the data. Yeah. I mean, hop in, DM, say something. Give this show some sort of defense because I I like it when people talk to me and tell me why a show's good. I mean, there are legitimately people who think that 
you know, my 10 out of 10 shows are bad. Like, they think that Steins Gate is a 1 out of 10 show. Ooh. And I'm not discrediting them. I'm not saying that, <laughs> Steins Gate's a 10 out of 10. You're just dumb. Because <laughs> it's a matter of perspective. It is always a matter of perspective with entertainment. Yeah. You know, people are entertained by different things. I'm not entertained by chopping my nuts off, but somebody out there would have a hell of a time doing it. Hmm. Interesting example. It is not a good example. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm tired. I am not all is well with my soul and it's not going to be because the next episode we're recording after this is going to be just as bad. <laughs> and I am not looking forward to that one anymore. Yeah. But I just want to know. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Tell me why. All right. So let's get our final thoughts and our scores. Or just You're not have scores. Fucking sing with me, get the. F- mm. I don't like singing. You you have such an angelic voice, though. I don't believe you. Why? Why would I lie to you? To make me feel better, because that's what a friend would do. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's weirdly sweet. <laughs> that's dokey dokey. You give me weird dokey dokies. Anyways, I'm so lying. Final- to, I'm lying to you because I'm your friend, <laughs> and that's what <laughs> friends do. Friends lie to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so uh final scores final thoughts and opinions i guess okay cool this show sucks ass it ruined <laughs> so, uh, well and this is something else that i i kind of wanted to broach real quick do you think the show is even worse because i've what i'm what i just what i came i finished bake which i gave a 10 yeah spoilers for the bake episode and then I come to this, and after experiencing the heights of anime, do you think that maybe that made me more prone to hating other anime? I mean, that's the criteria that everyone has to take with their reviews. Everything you see has an influence on everything you've seen before and since. Hmm. But do you think your score for Akikon would have been any different if you haven't seen Bakemonogatari? Yeah, if I came off any other show, I probably still would have given the show the score I'm going to give it. But in reflection, AkiCon is a product. AkiCon was made to sell and pull move some sort of material. AkiCon is devoid of any entertainment value. There's not even an entertainment in watching it for the sheer awfulness. There is no reason to watch it. The concept, while it may be on like top 10 weirdest anime ever, it's anime. Yeah. We deal with this all the time. It is in our ballpark. We would honestly, I shouldn't be even surprised to see if there was an anime that was about condoms that did the same thing when they were put on. I have seen better production value from hentai. I have seen better. I have seen better entertainment from the eye catches of lesser anime. I have seen. I have seen so much. I have seen so much anime. And it has made me actualize the fact that not all anime are good. Not all anime are good. Yeah. And it's something that just kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that for every great show that's out there, we're going to have five shitty shows that were made for nothing more than 
to just try and sell a product. And that's what hurts me is when there's no artistic merit in a product, when there's no commitment to trying to turn around and make something good out of the steaming pile of shit we have, that there was no attempt at some sort of bastardized alchemy to turn shit into gold. And it's just a shame because it's it's brain space. You would think maybe there would be something in there. But at the end of the day, I got done with the show. I hated every moment of it. I was, I've never met a, sh- I've never met a show so bad to the point that any th- form of entertainment that would be a respite from this garbage would have been welcome. And that is why, at the end of the day, having finished AkiCon, looking back on it, reflecting on it in this hour or so of discussion, I have to say that AkiCon is a soft one out of ten. Ooh. Is that yeah. your lowest ranked anime ever? It is the only one that I have on my mouth. My other previous lowest show was Triage X Ooh. with a three. And looking on retrospect, Triage X was masterful compared to this. <laughs> Anything above this has looked better by comparison. Watching this show made me appreciate other anime more. I... It is the worst show that I have ever seen. It is the only show that I've... I just didn't like anything about it. It was boring. It sucked ass. The animation was awful. I've got tons of screen grabs from animation errors, from stupid plot plot movements that just don't make any sort of sense outside of, this is an anime, LOL random, or this is guy is gay, so ha 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 ha. It's offensive to me as a person having to experience this anime, and it's offensive. It's just, it's just a shit show, yo. Yeah, that's my one out of ten, and it's, it's a one out of ten show. Ugh. What's your final thoughts? This show sucks, Mkai. <laughs> so, this is one of those shows where. I it, I fully feel like I have to watch this, and I gain no enjoyment from that. And whenever I have one of those shows, I usually put it on in the background while I do something on my other monitor to like pass the time, to, to keep my brain awake. And to put into perspective where this show stands for something like that, where AkiCon stands for something like that, I found it more engaging to work on my budgeting spreadsheets than watching this anime. And if that if, if that doesn't speak to you, maybe you're the kind of person who who likes working on spreadsheets. Sometimes I do, I don't know. And you think, well, that's not a high criteria for anything. I do anything. Like, put anything in the background work, working on spreadsheets. This show fucking sucks, dude. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. What kind of, what kind of monotonous thing are you into that you would rather do than watch Akikon and do that I see anime is supposed to have an impression on you I'm supposed to come out of anime with something something different about me even if it's a little bit even if it's a newfound like like Aramanga Sensei even if it's a newfound folder in my porn collection whatever that's something AkiCon doesn't give me anything. Kissensis even gave me like a remorseful uh, perspective on Blue Hair Girl, wishing she was feeling she deserved to be in a better anime. 
than what will happen to her. Akikon gives me nothing. Poor anime. Do not watch. 1 out of 10. Hard 1 out of 10. It is... It is as... It is as the... The great bard might say. It is a tale told by an idiot. Full of sound and fury. Signifying nothing. It is as the Romans might say. Put a fucking wall up. I don't want to deal with these mushroom hopping berserker beasts. I don't get out of here. Is that an exact quote by the Romans? Sure, I'm sure somewhere Roman said it. <laughs> Dude, I just <laughs> This shit sucks. This shit's bad. Sucks. It's It's the worst show I've ever seen, and it's not even meme it's not even me memeing. It's not even me saying yeah. Haha, <laughs> bad show. It is me literally telling you. It is the... I thought I was going to pull a Brad and not watch it. <laughs> and I thought I would get away with it. But at some point, I committed to myself. I had to scream the rallying cry for so many bad shows and say, For the pod! I mean, you told me that episode 10 is a filler episode and that I should skip it. And I said, Oh, but now I must... And did you gain anything from episode 10? Did you gain? Oh, no. <laughs> Wasn't even that cute. I mean, I it's, it's maybe it's a personal meme that Aramanga Sensei is the worst I've ever seen. But I've seen a lot of shows since then have, that have changed my perspective. Aramanga Sensei had some moments to it. And maybe even having hope, even in a pit of despair, is something. Whereas Akikan is just a pit of despair with nothing to it. Akikan just doesn't do anything for me. More Akikan, more like Akikant bother with this shit. Hey, there it is. Hey. And uh, we have been the Otaka Melancholy Podcast, bringing the comedy every single week. Yay. Catch so... us. Yeah. Catch us every Tuesday. On our website at otakamelikaw.com where you can find our previous episodes and where you can find all the other streaming sites that we are hosted on. And where you can download episodes from them. And you can also find all our social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Which, shout out to our newest member, uh, Bottom Text. Bottom <laughs> What you mean, Nuke Saku? <laughs> yeah, to our uh, newest member, he changed his name. Fucking yeah, Nuke Saku. Also, a way to assume. Also, way to assume. Way to bottom toe. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so funny. Yeah. Uh, wait, I gotta do another one of my classic quotes. Uh, why don't you finish these nuts? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and as Winston Churchill once said, no crime is so great as daring to anime. And Akikon is definitely guilty of anime. Akikon makes you advocate the death penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
We didn't even talk about staff during the show. They know what they did. Yeah, I... I have- I give forgiveness for the staff. They didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this. Nobody wanted to do this. The show is over now. Go home. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Drive safe. Call me. Call me if you need- you need to talk on your way up there. Pull over. Take a nap if you're tired. Yeah. Just be safe. And watch out bye for bye. hydroplaning. That, uh, yeah. That watch will get you. Hydro be sure and tell me when call me when you get home okay just send me a message all right drive safe talk to you later maybe we'll bye play bye. some maybe we'll play some like a chuck palcento orange juicy or among us that's what the kids are playing right oh yeah yeah all right bye bye take care the yeah the what's the the gambate <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Just talking about the show made me tired, man. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Fuck this show. Fuck it. All right, up the ass.